Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Wednesday evening, where we are set to kick off a new program called The World Stage. The World Stage is going to be about engaging where we find Christ in cinemas and literature, some of our favorite books and movies. It is an evening that I have been looking forward to for quite some time, just not because of the subject matter, but uh, more importantly because of my guest who will be with me each and every Wednesday, and that is Father Mike Ritter, who has a big smile on his face right now. Father Mike, great to have you with me another evening. It's great to be with you, and I'm looking forward to going out and watching these movies with you. (laughs) (laughs) To talk about them, right? This is what we're about. Yep. Father Mike, the world stage is a title that came to us because of von Balthasar's great work, uh, the Theodrama. Right from which he looks at, in the end, our relationship with God and how we are called to discover who we are before God within this context of theater, uh, drama, stage. And if there was a thesis, if we dare uh, say it, (laughs) a thesis to von Balthasar's theodrama, it is that God steps onto the stage of life's play. Mm Mm-hmm. As a person, and this is important, Father Mike, as a person in action. Right. As a person who is witnessing to the good. This is what the theodrama is all about. Now, von Balthasar is a man himself who was steeped in drama, steeped in plays, steeped in theater. So he's drawing from all of these genres. And as he's doing so, he really is applying them in a way that is engaging, attractive, so that we might come to understand once again better uh, our Christian faith. Yeah, von Balthasar talks about, as you mentioned, the world being uh, a stage in which the, the, the drama of our lives is being played out. There's certainly the stage, the drama of world history. There's certainly the, the stage, the drama of salvation history. Um, there's also the drama, the stage that is my own personal life and, and my own relationships. And so we're talking about something that's uh, very much objective and embracing of all. We're also something talking about something intensely personal. And yeah. so as we engage with, with uh, literature, as we engage with movies, we really are talking about relationships. Yeah. We really are. The, the great pole, I think, of drama, of movies, of stories is our engagement with characters, uh, their relationships, their their triumphs, their struggles, and uh, we we see in that um, there is for von Balthasar in the play, in the drama, in the story, a, a real uh, human capacity for self reflection. Mm. We see in the story as it unfolds and in the players uh, some truth of what it is to uh, to be an actor on the stage of our own life, uh, the, the play of our of our being human which is, occurs on the stage before God. Yeah, both collectively and individually, the central theme of human history is revealed in the event of every story. Right. Yeah, and in particular to the event, as von Balthasar would say it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the event of man is 
choice. Right. The conflict between good and evil, light and darkness, right and wrong. As Peter Kreft once said, my will be done and thy will be done. Right. Uh, to some degree here, Father Mike, von Balthasar taps into St. Augustine. And this would be important to just footnote, because St. Augustine's great contribution to this discussion is the city of God versus the city of the world, mm-hmm. right? The love of God at the re- refusal of self and the love of self at the refusal of God. Right. <laughs> so the city of, of God and the city of the world. And therein lies, I think, uh, the heart of what von Balthasar is after, to understand that, yeah, there is this inner tension, this inner conflict. And if we're going to come to understand how to better understand, yeah. then what do we do but fix our gaze on the person who has taken center stage, the person of Jesus Christ, because everything that we have been after for all of time has been a deeper understanding of what Christ has revealed. Yeah, and so at the heart of our project, I guess, is the conviction, and I can put it most simply, and that is that actions speak louder than words. Mm. That uh, Jesus, for von Balthasar, is, a, or for John in his gospel, he's the word of God, but not as ink on a page, as one who acts. And uh, I always uh, think to myself, in the drama of human life, that the deeper question is not what happened, but what did it mean? Yeah. And so for von Balthasar and for our purposes, we're going to be looking at great stories and asking not only the question, uh, what happened in this story, but what does this story mean? How does it speak to the drama, which is human existence? Yeah. Father Mike, you were on the radio with me a few weeks ago, and we were talking about the nature of a question and how Jesus was asked over 300 questions. In point of fact, he was asked 308 questions, and 305 times did he respond to a question with a question. And it wasn't a, a Q&A, but a Q&Q. Jesus loved to ask questions. He says, who do you say that I am? And uh, the apostles didn't really get it right until Peter was inspired, right? Jesus asks us another question that can be really drawn from all of divine revelation, from all of sacred scripture, and it is this, who do I say that you are? Who do I say that you are? And as he asks us that question today, that can only be answered if we can first (laughs) answer, who do you say that I am? If we want to come to better understand who we are, then we turn to Jesus. This is what von Balthasar is about. Turn to the person who has taken center stage. Yeah, and, I, and this question, who am I, is at the heart of drama. You know, if I'm watching a movie with my mom, and I can never do it because the question is always, who is he? Yeah. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. guy? How does he relate to the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we, whether it's the drama of the gospel as it's related to us, the gr- drama of the gospel as it's kind of hidden in the mask of all of our other dramas, uh-huh. this is really uh, at the heart of the matter that humanity asking the question, who am I? That word, uh, we speak of, Joe, you're a good person. I'm a person. And we might ask, what does that question mean? What does it mean to say, I'm a person? And that's a word that comes from the, the Greek, from the theater. Yeah. That yeah. This, this Persona, kind of, personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of times we think, what's a person? You'd say to me, oh, it's, it's what makes me, me and not you. It's, it's individual. It's my private sense of self. But it comes from the stage. And it me the the persona was the mask that the actor would, and if you imagine the amphitheater and the big stage, you know, that the, the actor would stand behind, so I know 
how this guy is related to everybody else on the stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so on some level, um, our reflecting upon drama helps us to, to seek out the meaning of our own life, a meaning which can, only, which can only be really fleshed out in terms of relationship, relationship to God, the director of the play, if you will, relationship to the other players, a relationship to the, the whole meaning and arc of the story. Yeah, Father Mike, as you're talking about that, maybe I can give a concrete example insofar as who we are and how we might discover that in relationship with other and even tapping into a particular movie, not to get too ahead of ourselves here, but um, it was upon watching Superman that I finally came to understand divine sonship. Uh, What do I mean? (laughs) Well, there is a scene towards the end of one of the Superman movies where Superman looks upon his son and he says this, it is in becoming a father that I have come to understand what it means to be a son. And I thought to myself, that's it. That's it. Because in my own life, it was once I became a father did I begin to grasp the deeper meaning of what it means to be a son. Day after day, Father Mike, do I have these experiences of fatherhood that are like a prism so as to better understand who I am as a son. It was a real revelation into divine sonship, and I think maybe an illustration uh, to what you're talking about here. We love this stuff inherently. I was just in uh, L.A. for a couple days for vacation with a buddy, and we were in Hollywood. You can walk down and you could see all the stars. You get your picture in front of the Hollywood sign. But our culture is very much wrapped up in telling our stories. And, you know, we... That, that need that we have to be entertained, we might think, well, that's something for the board or it's something base. But for von Balthasar, this is a profound human need to reflect on human experience in terms of seeing ourselves in the character of a drama. He puts it this way. He says, we have to take account of man's eradicable need to be entertained. Theater, mm. the stage, drama. Mm. It's not sinful illusion, but the necessity of and pleasure in seeing oneself portrayed by another. In this mask, the person both loses himself and finds himself. So we're speaking of a very noble uh, spiritual project when we talk about looking at the stories that we engage with as a culture and asking the question, uh, where is this pointing to the deeper meaning of the drama of my life? Where is Jesus continuing to reveal himself, not as a concept, not only as a written word, but as one who has acted on the world stage and, in a sense, hasn't left it. Amen to that, Father Mike. You know, it's interesting. I can still remember the first time going out to Steubenville. I attended Franciscan University of Steubenville and being there for the first few weeks, and I can still recall the one question everyone was asking me. (laughs) Do you know this actor or that actress? And I thought to myself, what do you think? I, I live next to these people, but that's the perception. And it's interesting because... It taps into a much deeper truth, Father Mike, and that is desire. We are created in the image and likeness of God, and what does that include? But our desire. Desire is something that God stamped into our very being. It is in our nature to desire. And sure, while this statement has many applications in the things we desire, certainly many of us can testify that We desire to follow a show, and as you speak to it, Father Mike, it's uh, something that, yeah, we can not only get lost in, but also found in. I mean, how many of us desire to watch a certain program? 
Have we asked the question, why do we desire? Because this is what it is. It's a desire to watch a certain program. Yeah. To spend a half hour, an hour, and if you're any one of those who like to binge watch on Netflix or, <laughs> or Amazon or any of that, more than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> there is a limit, I think, to what Von Balthasar wants us to watch or to read. Right, right? Right. Um, but that desire is there because God wants us to see something. And we can never uh, reinforce this enough. Yes, and he puts this in such a beautiful way. Let me read the quote for you. He says, Jesus Christ, he is God's act. And in him, reconciling the world prior to any human activity, man is seized by the event, struck by the lightning, whether he knows it or not. That's mm. the theodrama. That's God stepping onto the stage of history. But he goes farther. And we know that story. We know that drama. We read it in the gospel. Mm -hmm. But he goes further. He says, what seemed to be a past history 2,000 years ago, the Holy Land, uh, in the event, that is the event of drama, the movie, the event has its center of gravity in each new now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, John Paul II says, uh, history itself is not a series of chronological events, mm -hmm. but an event of freedom. Hmm. An event of freedom. The choice yeah. to step onto the stage right. and to do so in a way that ultimately will, will give, as you and I have talked about in the past, Father Mike, a glory to God in a profound way. Because glory belongs to the drama, the theodrama. That is what it's all about. And I guess my conviction as we, as we sit here and as we begin this program is that we really are talking about the theodrama, God's engagement uh, with the history of the world, with my history and with yours. And that it's this one kind of dramatic encounter that's being recapitulated, that we're looking at through a prism, as mm -hmm. it were, mm -hmm. through all of these stories which hopefully have their origin or have some transparency to this story of, of God's meeting with man. Yeah, and it's deeply personal. Absolutely. And by that I mean deeply unique, because God meets us how He made us and walks with us as He is, and He knows how to speak to us. Yeah. Right? And so as we reflect not only into the movies that we're going to talk about and the books we're going to reflect into, but as we do that, constantly casting it into the light of the great theodrama, have it speak to us yeah. in a very personal way. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, uh, Father Mike, once said, and I thought this to be so interesting, that uh, von Balthasar is the most important theologian to the 20th century and uh, arguably is the next most important theologian to Thomas Aquinas. Sure. I thought, wow, Benedict XVI. What was at the heart of Benedict XVI? But that which was personal. Mm. Personal. Uh, Benedict XVI, like John Paul II, of course, loved drama. Yeah. Right? Understood the power of drama well. And when drama is done well, it's deeply personal. Yeah. And so they saw, with von Balthasar, of course, the stage that is salvation history and what Christ meant to that drama as the great protagonist of that drama. And, as any good dramas have, there is an antagonist, right? Yeah. And so that, that's going to be part of our discussion. Absolutely. You know, that's going to be a, a very important part of our discussion. You know, and I, I always say, you know, we gather uh, every Sunday to, to read from the Scriptures, to hear and ponder the story of salvation, the drama. And it seems to me so much of who we are and how we live as as persons, has to do with how we tell and understand our stories. Mm. Uh, Bishop Robert Barron has a, has a great thought, and he says, you know, 
he has a, a video where, you know, series where he'll comment on movies, not unlike what we're going to be doing here. Sure. And he says, you know, this story of the gospel of Jesus, this theodrama, keeps repeating itself in all of our stories because it's just such a great story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it really does root all of our, uh, the, the drama of our lives. And again, the question about, of a drama is not what happened, you know, not a series of events, and, and so it is with our lives, but rather the question is, uh, what does it mean? And that's what I see us really getting at. What does this story, what does it mean? What does it mean? And a question, Father Mike, that we can ask, even if we've seen the movie once or twice or three times. Why? Because we might be in a new place. Right. I mean, how many times have you watched The Sound of Music? Mm-hmm. More than once, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know my kids have watched it like 10 times, 15 <laughs> times, 20 times. And it's interesting because when I watch my children watch The Sound of Music, I have watched them react to different parts differently as they watch it more than one time. Yeah. And that's what happens with the Gospels, does it not? Why do we get the same Gospel every third year? Mm-hmm. And for that matter, certain Gospels every year pending you know, the season. Because, Father Mike, we are different than we were a year ago. Just in the same way we are going to be different three years from now. The whole idea here is we can hear something once, twice, or three times, and it's going to hit us in a very different way the fourth time because we are going to be in a different place in life. And I'm just not talking about our states of life, married state, you know, holy orders, but just in a different place with God. And so we're going to receive something differently. And so I guess what I want to say here, Father Mike, is that we need to be open to encountering uh, the story in a new way, just like God calls us to be uh, encountering the gospel in a new way. Because as Bishop Barron spoke to it, right, that great story is going to constantly speak to us in new ways. You, you mentioned um, the sound of music, and I was thinking initially, we were just joking about the story the first time we met, and I was yeah. singing, and I thought... But no, that wasn't. What, what was the movie? It was uh, no, Phantom that, of the Opera. No, no, that was The Sound of Music. Yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. Mar- Maria von Trapp. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. that's the story for off air. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say is maybe you can sing that song for us when we get to The Sound of Music. I don't know. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, we'll, we'll have that coming down the pipe for you. <laughs> yeah. So I do, you know, you came up with, uh, in our conversations, just imagining this program, you said something that really struck me because because of the resonance of the drama, the story of the gospel, and all these other stories, you spoke of a Christ-haunted culture. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought we might go there for a minute to kind of unpack that. Yeah, I think the best way to do that is probably uh, tell a story. Um, I was thinking about this right before we came on air when we were talking about this, but I didn't get to share the story, so I'll just share it now. Um, When I was attending Chico State, it was my first year, I took a Western Civ class, and I can still recall my Western Civ professor walking through that door, probably the second week in, and telling the class he had an announcement. And just the way he said it, it really got our attention. He himself was taking the stage, if you will. He had something to say. And and so he started by talking about how there's going to be a change in academic circles. And I'm like, a change in academic circles? And do, we, do, do we need to take more classes? And what's going on? And he proceeded to turn around, grab a piece of chalk, and I'm dating myself, piece of chalk, right? And draw a timeline. And I thought to myself, what is he doing? And he writes B.C. and A.D. 
and he puts a big X through them, B.C. and A.D. And he substituted B.C. and A.D. with B.C.E. and C.E. So he was illustrating for us himself that we are no longer going to talk about time within the context of before Christ and Anno Domini, right? The A.D., the Latin there for year of our Lord. No, we are going to talk about it in the context of eras, before common era and common era. And so this was the big change. And of course, this was all about inclusion and all the rest. And I remember I raised my hand and I said, you know, you still have a problem on your hand. And I don't want to get myself in trouble, but there's still a person who entered human history and is defining before common era and common era. Yes, we're not using Christ before Christ, but you still have to deal with the person who entered human history. You see, Christ will always haunt our culture. Christ will always be in the shadows. Continues to speak and, and to make itself, yeah. pre- make its presence felt. Make its presence felt, always inviting. And I think that we are getting into a, a mode of evangelization which does have great reach or invitation. The, uh, the philosopher uh, Nietzsche, he, in his consideration of drama, he, he said something that struck me. He said, everything that is deep loves the mask. And when we're talking about, you know, uh, Tom Hanks putting on whatever character for a movie, we're very much talking about the mask mm-hmm. and uh, the idea that th- the depth that is the person, the truth, the drama of Jesus uh, continues to reach uh, through through the medium of the mask that is the story, that is the drama. Von Balthasar says uh, the good, and and remember Jesus says, you know, God alone is the good one. He says the good is something done. It cannot be contemplated in pure aesthetics, nor proved or demonstrated in pure logic. It takes place nowhere but on the world stage, which is every living person's present moment. Mm. So if we're going to talk about faith, we, it's not enough only to speak of theology. It's not enough only to have the most beautiful stained glass windows. It is to, to seek out that, that deeper truth that loves the math, the mass that has to be expressed and show itself, uh, be revealed, if you will, in the drama, which is whichever movie we're looking at, but the drama, which is uh, every person's present moment. Yeah, and who's the first to do this but God? Right. Right? Is not creation, but the first great act? What I would argue the first great act of hospitality. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, yeah. And what did he call it? Good. Right. Good, and, and as we were talking beforehand, Father Mike, the Hebrew for good is a tov, mm. that which is also beautiful. You know, so, so good is attractive because acts of love attract. Benedict XVI once said that the one great lasting proof that God exists is the act of martyrdom, mm. the act of laying uh, one's life down uh, because it is the ultimate act of good. Yeah. You know, and it attracts. There's a certain fragrance to it. Yeah. You know, uh, good evangelization is never the hammer to the nail, but the bloom to the flower, the, the, the sweet fragrance to the flower. And, and that's, that's what we're after. So there's something to be said for the fact that uh, Hollywood uh, cinema is a multi-multi-multi-million dollar a year industry. And it's not just because people are bored and have nothing to do. It's that that which is attractive, the appealing story, the beautiful actress, whatever it might be, it's supposed to draw us, uh, as you said, uh, the good is beautiful. It draws us in the way a great story, a beautiful piece of music literature does. It also, again, speaks to this, this very pressing need we have to observe our own nature, 
on the stage, yeah. if you will. Yeah. I think taking the uh, analogy, as we'll do uh, over the coming weeks, of the stage of theater of drama is also a great way to speak of a moral responsibility and how our lives fit into the tapestry that is society. The idea that while uh, in any given play I might be cast as a king and you might be cast as a beggar, when the uh, curtains close, you and I, uh, we hang up our masks and we stand as equals before God. Um, th there is much in this rich image, I think, that we can draw from in terms of talking about our life together. Yeah, so what does that tell us about what we are going to do in the upcoming weeks and months? But the need to pay close attention to those who are on the margins, right? If we are equal to the beggar, and we know we are, in point of fact, earlier we were talking about how God reveals to us who we are in the light of our pursuit of Him. Well, how does He do that? But in the beggar. He reveals Himself to us in and through the beggar. So as we go through these stories, we need to be paying close attention to those figures who might be cast as less figures, that we might come to understand some of these deeper truths that belong to the Christian Catholic faith that are just waiting to be discovered, that are hidden maybe at first glance, but once you begin to probe, you in fact see that, yeah, there's some deeper truth behind these lesser-known figures because there's profound truth in those figures who we come into contact with today that we don't see as maybe an important player in, again, the drama that is salvation history for you and I. So I think a great uh, point of departure for us, uh, in, right in, in line with, with what you're saying, is a consideration uh, of our own role. You know, before we go on to consider the roles of characters in these stories or in these movies, I'm thinking of uh, Don Quixote. It says, life is a playing of roles. Death mm. makes all men equal again. Mm. And it's so easy uh, to go through life and, well, if, if I had what this person had, if I was living the life this person was living. But I think perhaps uh, for us, for our listeners, the first kind of preparatory examination might be to just prayerfully consider, uh, what role have I been given? Mm. Uh, von Balthasar says, what counts now is not what role one plays, but how one plays it in the end king and beggar will be equal again. Beautifully said, and I think that sets the stage for the stage that we are going to be talking about, right? This uh, great project. If I had any closing thoughts, Father Mike, it's really just more about where we are headed, right? And where we are headed is Les Miserables. So next week, we are going to talk about the famous play, which of course has also been put on the screen, the movie. So if you're interested in prepping for next week, alongside of what Father Mike just said, if you want to watch the movie Les, Les Miserables or read the book, uh, read the script, please do that. We're going to be talking about this next week, and I'm really excited to be talking about this next week for all the reasons that we have talked about this evening. So, Father Mike, if you can close us with a word of prayer, that would be great. Good and gracious God, you call each one of us uh, onto the stage uh, of our world. You assign each one of us a role um, which relates us to one another and to you. We ask you to uh, pour out your blessings upon all those who are listening, uh, that you might always be the, the great center of the drama of each one of our lives. And we ask your blessing, you who are the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 5.30 here on KKXX. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.